Good morning. It's June 30th. It already felt pretty warm here in New York when I went down to get the paper. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. The front of the Times has a full-width headline, Justices Rule Against Affirmative Action, an accurately turned phrase, specifying as it does that the Supreme Court is just a matter of who's got the votes, complete with an amazing little graphic in which the six members of the right-wing majority have little colored headshots, and the defeated liberal bloc has their headshots in black and white. But there's something quixotic about the sweep and importance and finality of the packaging, because no sooner had I brought in the paper and had a look at it and eaten some breakfast, than the Supreme Court went and delivered a whole other front page's worth of news, as they just dropped an opinion in the spectacularly fake Colorado web designer case, arguing that people have the right to deny accommodations to gay people. On behalf of a web designer who had never been asked to design a website for gay weddings, and whose claim that she had been asked to design one turned out yesterday to have been a hoax, the six right-wing justices declared that Colorado's anti-discrimination law was in fact discriminating against her ability to discriminate by denying services to gay people. It's a grim bookend to yesterday's culmination of the decades-long project of chipping away at affirmative action until it was destroyed, marking as it does the beginning of the court's project at chipping away equal rights for gay people. Any creep and bigot who wants to discriminate against gay people can now simply claim that discriminating against gay people is an expression of their sincerely held religious beliefs, and the court will let them do it. They don't even have to have a real case or a real complaint. In the opinion, the majority writes of Lori Smith, the plaintiff, and her plans to offer wedding website design services to everybody but gay people, while Mrs. Smith has laid the groundwork for her new venture, she has yet to carry out her plans. She worries that if she does so, Colorado will force her to express views with which she disagrees. Before the Federalist Society finished buying control of the court, one of the principles that the Supreme Court operated under was that it was extremely difficult to get your case heard there. They weren't just sitting around waiting to hear about injustice and correct it. They needed to hear from people who had real specific injuries in real specific cases. The speculation that something might be unfair was not enough to get the Supreme Court to weigh in. Now all that's out the window. Last time around, we had the football coach lying in every respect about the prayer circles he was convening on the public school football field, and the conservative justices eagerly embracing his made-up version of events. And now we have the court going out of its way to affirm the vibes of a woman who has never officially run afoul of the anti-discrimination law that she asked the court to do something about. Now we have real law coming out of a fake complaint. And then, as soon as the fetal dissent in the gay rights case had been read from the bench, the court turned around and released another opinion doing the exact same thing, throwing out the Biden administration's student debt relief plan because Missouri and other Republican-controlled states claimed to have theoretically somehow been injured by it. The new test at the Supreme Court is simply whether the judges and their paymasters want something changed. If they do, the court will change it. And that is all there is to constitutional law. That's the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. And we will talk again on Monday.